gentlemen, and welcome back to FPL Apprentices Season 2, Episode 26. Chris, we're back from what's felt like forever. Would you like to say hello? Hello, everyone. The longest-standing game week of all time in FPL is finally over. Bowen or blowing? How was your game week, Tom? Uh, all right. It was a pretty average game week. Didn't Captain Bowen. A bit too long for my liking, to be honest. I, I don't know why they did it so long. Stupid. But um, I got 55 minus 4. Kane, Captain Blank. And then Bowen and Salah. Ayota, Regular and Trent were the only ones that returned. The first time I went Captain Salah in ages. Um, but yeah, no, a small red arrow. But I mean, it was a, it was a, probably the crappiest double game we ever. So long, I don't know how they could do it like that. I hope it never happens again. Yeah, well, I think it might be happening again. So I'm 23 or, or 24, unfortunately. But for me, it was a half decent game, 67 points. I think Captain Burn, Captain Kane, like Tom. It was a decision that uh, a few people have spoken to me and said, like, what were you thinking there? But I think it was more misinterpreting the game. Neither of me and Tom were expecting Watford to sit back like they did um, because generally when they play at home, they're a bit more open. Uh, but they're a lot more defensive in this game. They all, Every single one of those Watford players wanted to turn into prime Maldini in that game. Unfortunately, Frost Kane didn't get many opportunities. Um, and then he gets the blank. Uh, so a big disappointment there. Bowen getting 21 points. I lost, well, we both lost 17 points from not captaining him. Um, so that was poor, but at least we still had him in our teams. I got 70, 67 minus zero. So a small red arrow to 60k in the world. Our FBL apprentice team, Tom, it was struggling. We got a rainbow of, of flags in our team. Red, yellow, orange. We got the whole shebang. Uh, we had two zero pointers from Calvert-Lewin. Watkins didn't play. Foden, Liver and Gallagher all also didn't play. We relied on the Bowen to get a 75 minus four. So 60k green arrow up into the top 500k. We're now sitting at 460k in the world, which is the, I think, the third highest we've been all season. So good position moving forward. And I think being about halfway through the season, 460k with the end of season goal of top 250k, I'm very pleased with the, the position that we're in. So we keep on moving and, and we keep on planning. Yeah. Good week. Um from us I mean apart from the attack we got us out of three players got us two points um, but yeah we brought in Bowen and Diop so and they got us what, like 50 points together that was a great great two transfers um, but yeah no we're definitely good, in definitely in a good position long term for the season and hopefully the rest of the season won't be as hard to navigate as the last few game weeks yeah yeah hopefully not um, but it does look like some teams, namely Arsenal, are in uh, big trouble with the amount of players they've got available. So there could be more postponements coming up. Um, but Tom, I want I want to start us off today on quite a, quite an important topic. Now that is Hyungmin Son. Now he's been red flagged, got an injury in the I think it was a Carabao Cup first round against Chelsea. He's expected back on the ninth of Feb, which is game week twenty four. Good fixture for Spurs, Southampton at home, but. With that much money, um, it's probably worth investing elsewhere, especially going into what will probably be two double game weeks in a row. So, I want to ask you who you think the best Kingman Soma placements are. Now, we we will make a transfer out for Son this week, and the player will be named later. 
But I want to hear you, what you think are the best options to replace him. Um, I, th- I think there's a, a nice little punt would be Philippe Coutinho. Um, looks like Villa will double in 23, 7 mil. Uh, the only risk is, will he come straight in? I, I think he might, you know. I think if he plays tomorrow and looks good, I'll probably get him in when he's been myself. Um, you've obviously got Madison as well. Um, not really. I don't think there's really any city options for this week. Yota, if you don't have Yota, I'd consider Yota. But yeah, that's Even with Liverpool's it. offensive struggles, as shown last night in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, and then they they played against a team that sat back the whole game. They're not it's not going to be like that against Brent. Brentford will, will attack a bit more. They'll be more open. Liverpool aren't going to not score at Brentford. Um, so yeah, no, I'd consider Yota as well if you don't have him. Yeah, I I like the point you made about Coutinho. I think um, I haven't really heard much talk about him from an FPL perspective, but I I really think he's going to thrive under Gerrard. Um, we saw both of them speaking highly of each other in in interviews recently, and I think he comes straight back into the team. El Ghazi has just been sold to Everton, which is quite interesting. Mm. Bailey is out um, injured, and Trier is out on international duty now. I look at that team and I think they're probably going to play with two wingers, aren't they? And those wingers are going to be Buendia and Coutinho, maybe? I think there's a very high chance he comes straight back into that team. McGinn's out for this week as well. So I've, I really like that punt, on, And I think I think there's a decent chance after this game that people will be wanting to get him in. He's certainly on my watch list. I tell you that much because Villa's fixture run up until 27-28 is looking very good. Um. You mentioned Madison. I think that's probably the clearest option. It's been talked about most um, in the FPL community. Got good stats and a few, well, a decent double and then a good 23 as well. You didn't mention Lucas Moore though, Tom. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't think he's the worst pick. Um, but with the Arsenal Spurs game at Frat, well, I wouldn't be considering it, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think he could he could thrive in in that Leicester away game if it goes ahead. And if you keep him for Southampton at home, that's also a good game. We saw what he did against Crystal Palace and big 17 points. So I think the potential's there with him. He's probably going to be playing up front in a two or maybe a three alongside Kane. So there is potential there if he plays both. But if we get early news on the Arsenal Spurs game, if it's going ahead, I'd certainly consider it. Um, but going back to Coutinho, Tom, playing an Aston Villa team who have got very likely a double next week and possibly a triple, I think you mentioned to me. So they're, they're looking good with great fixtures. Now, Dini has just been transferred to Aston Villa. I know Target is still fit, but it looks like it's going to be a face-off between Target and Dini for that spot. Dini is sitting at 5 mil, and I've seen stats floating around on, on social media about how He's got, I think, the second most assists since 2016-17, second most chances created, and you know, really high up on the stats tables. We know what he's like. Uh, he could be great. What do we reckon, though? Do we reckon he's investable um, after this game at Giffy plays against United? Dinho or Coutinho? Dinho. All right. Yeah, well, by the sounds of it, he's going to come straight in for target from what um, some Villa... Fans I'd love to listen to. Um, I, th- I think he is investable. Obviously, 
he hasn't been great at Everton this season. He hasn't played much, but we saw what he did the other season where he got a ridiculous amount of assists. I think um, Gerrard's a defensive manager as well. Um, so that will help. That will help Villa. So, yeah, no, I think he, if they double, I think he's definitely a good shout. One thing to note on Coutinho as well is I think him coming in, I don't know if he'll be the best asset, FBI asset, but it'll boost the likes of Watkins innings because of his cre- creativity. Obviously, yeah. Coutinho's played like eight games in the last two seasons for Barca or something. So we've got to remember that he's not going to be as good as he was. So obviously, it is a risk if you get on him now before that, before this United game, but he'll boost the other players around him. Um, so again, that makes Watkins innings better, better picks. Especially if they're like doubling and stuff. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's a good point you make, Tom. I agree with you as well. We now creative Coutinho can be great on set pieces as well. I imagine he'll take that duty. So that's a that's a very good point. I think he will influence Watkins and Inks, who could be playing as a front two, possibly. They they played like that away at United in the FA Cup. Um and with quite a few injuries to wingers. Do you think they go for that system again, Tom Watkins and Ings as two strikers? They could be. I think they I think they could be. Um I don't see why not. Uh, one, I've, one thing whilst we're sort of on this topic, again, just quickly going back to Leicester, do you not think Tielemans is a better pick than your the Madison you were talking about? I, and I, I'll give you a reason behind it. So Vardy's out, so obviously Tielemans will be on pens. Um, and we've seen how many goals he scores anyway. And it'll be either be him or Madison on corners. Tielemans' delivery is better. And then him or Madison on free kicks. And he's a bit cheaper as well. I think Tielemans might outscore Madison in these two games, which you know. I think he could be a good option. Um, it's where he plays that most concerns me. I don't want to get in a player based on a penalty uh, threat, but he's always shown, uh, even throughout this season, that he's got the attacking threat from open play. Um, I think they've got Dewsbury Hall and Chowdhury who can play in that defensive midfield spot. If Tielemans is playing slightly more advanced, instead of in that CDM spot, then yes, he's a good option. Uh, but I think everything everything goes through Madison in that attack. He's so key. Um, I, I would prefer Madison. He's got the better stats. He gets in better positions. I think he's a better, um, better attacker in general than Tielemans. Tielemans is more of an all-rounder. So I would still back Madison, only 0.5 more. But Tielemans is definitely not a bad shout. And you did mention to me, Tom, pre-pod, Barnes. Yeah. Um, again, Barnes Barnes is an interesting one. Um, it's tough with Barnes. I think I think he could be playing up front with Daka, you know. Um, so he could be a good shout. It's just obviously risky when coming back from injury, but he's definitely one to consider. Um, and I I, I I have a question for you as well. I don't know where you're getting your stats from, but I don't know why you think why do you think Madison's stats are better than Tiedemann's because they're not. Yeah, expected goal involvement. Per ninety this season is higher for Madison, considerably, mm. by it's at least point three. It's not on something I've just seen. You must be looking at a different stat. Expected goal involvement per ninety. Mm. Don't have that stat. No, yeah. I don't. Think that nece- I don't. I don't think that necessarily means he's going to be better than Madison. No, it's sort of like we've got to remember that. That Ndidi and um, what's his name, Sumare, who have been playing quite a lot this season, aren't going to be playing, and that could affect the positioning of teams. He could be more advanced or, or less advanced. I'm not really sure. 
if he's more advanced, that he's a cracking option. I just think I prefer Madison because I think he's the better attacker and he's got. I just feel like it sits better with me to bring in in Madison than, than Tielemans. We'll see. I'm not saying he's a bad option at all. I think he could offer some good points this season. We've seen double-digit holes from him this season, last season. So, certainly don't rule him out. I would just prefer Madison. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see when we pod next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they've got, um, they got a double game at Leicester this week. They're playing against Burnley away, which is an absolutely fantastic fixture, I have to say. Um, who Burnley have just lost Chris Wood, Tom, actually. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit comical, really. I mean, Newcastle paid his release for 25 million, which is a lot for Chris Wood. He's in his 30s. Um, I just, it's a bit stupid, really. They've just nabbed their relegations striker. striker. But I've, I've heard that Andy Carroll might be coming to Burnley because his um, contract with Reading's up this weekend. And he's been... Wow. He's been quite good, you know. So it'd be funny if he scored against Newcastle in the last game of the season and relegated them. But yeah, no, it's, it's a really weird one, Chris Wood. Like they just nicked him. I don't know. I don't like it. But and I, again, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Burnley are at home. I, I have. A, I don't really know why you think they're so bad defensively either. Obviously, they did concede three to Leeds, but I don't know. I think yeah. you're and I a lot more chances as well. I think you're overestimating how. Bad Burnley's defences, to be honest. It'd be, it'd be, I can see just uh, Leicester scoring one or something, scraping it through. Burnley aren't as bad. They are at home. I'll give you that. They are at home and they did keep clean, clean sheet at home to West Ham West last Ham. time they played at home. But they've been woeful since they come back from that three or four game period where they didn't play. Uh, Corne's not going to be there. Their, their only chance of winning the game is not going to be there. So um, I'm going to back Leicester all the way. Yeah, about, yeah. We'll see. I don't. I think it was a bit harsh on you, though, saying Burnley are woeful defensively. They might. They might really be. Haven't been great this they, season. They haven't played at home. The last time they played at home, they kept a clean sheet against West Ham, who are top four title contenders, supposedly. So, we'll see. Right. Burnley fans backing them. Could now, be, uh, both of these teams, I've got a double game week, Tom, and I want to touch upon double game week that we had this game we've just gone where I was seeing a few free hits and I was seeing a few transfers very heavily revolving around the double game players now namely the Everton team I also saw some Brentford players um, getting picked now every single one of those players pretty much flopped you look at Gray Calvert-Lewin Pickford Keane I've, I've seen I've seen Tony Pinnock these type of players I think I, I never liked it from the start. I didn't think there was much of a reason to get in Everton players because they've been away for quite a long time. We saw Burnley were crap when they came back from a long time off. Uh, and also, like they, they weren't playing very well at all before they had a few games off. And everyone's hopping on Everton because they've got a double game week and all of a sudden a double game week means they're going to get a load of points. Now, granted, Calvert-Lewin missed the penalty. Um, but... They weren't convincing. I know they missed the Leicester game, which they should have played, and they might have bagged a couple of goals in that game. Um, but I just wanted to bring this up, Tom, because I feel like this happens every single season with people. They start bringing in players because they see the double gaming. It's like they forget that they've played 20 gamings with just single gamings the whole season. And then all of a sudden, the double gamings are like royalty in FPL. 
I just wanted to bring up because double gaming does not mean load more points. You've got to be sensible. Chances are one game's going to be good for them and one game's going to be bad. You're just increasing your chances of getting a good game out of them. But I just wanted to bring it up, Tom. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, neither of us made stupid transfers. The double game weeks are always overhyped, um, especially with COVID as well. There was a two-week break. There was always a chance a game get pulled off. Um, I think it, it was stupid bringing in Everton players anyway, even if they had played. So, I mean, their fixtures are all right, but everyone overhypes it. It happens every single year, and we just didn't fall into the trap this year, which is good. But yeah, it, it gets overhyped way too much. The teams don't suddenly turn good because they have two fixtures. Well, they don't turn exactly. suddenly turn good. They just they'll just get you an extra two points. So exactly, yeah. And people seem to forget that, don't they? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we should turn our focus to to the coming game, Tom, because last game, as we mentioned, it just feels a long time ago. Uh, West Ham Norwich obviously was quite recent. Southampton Brentford. And they were quite interesting games. Um, Broja, my man, getting me eight points off the bench. Uh, Brentford were very weak, very weak away at St. Mary's, the doublers, of course. And then you got West Ham Norwich. Bowen was the talk of the game. I don't think there's that much to mention from that game other than the fact that Bowen could have had five goals and he looked very, very good in that kind of centre-forward, right-forward position. Yeah, um, yeah, so whilst we're on Bowen, actually, I want to quickly talk about, so the FPL Apprentice League, the guy that won, like the guy that got the highest points this week, Andy Crawley, he triple-captained Bowen. 108 points. He got 3K rank. Fair play to Andy. He, he listens to the pod and he was saying he was hoping he'd be, on, be mentioned at some point. So, sitting 155K, Chris, and he got 108 points on his triple-captain. Wow. I mean, I mean, fair enough. I, ne- I never considered the triple-captain this week. And some people would be like, oh, well, why have you wasted it on Bowen when you could use Salah? But Bowen's gone and got 21 points. So yeah, I exactly. Think beat, I don't think you're going to beat that, to be honest. So, I mean, that's a, that's a great score. So, fair play to fair play to Andy. Um, fair play with the triple captain as well. Yeah, that's crazy. Could have <laughs> had more points as well if Bowen had bagged a couple more. Could have had 140 points. Yeah, I know. That is that is very impressive. So, fair play there. And the, and the top three are are the same as well. Um Eric Eric Norden, uh what's his name? James Shaw and Kersey. But yeah, no, with Bowen, um I didn't watch West Ham, but I heard he was playing more central than Antonio. He was playing like more of a striker than Antonio to an extent. I don't know if you saw, but that's what I've been hearing. I saw the highlights and he was getting into great positions and taking good shots in good positions and he looked threatening. It's everything you want to see, but we have to remember he was playing Norwich, which does make a difference. Yeah, but remember when Antonio played right back that game and Bowen stayed up front as well. Really, you'd think it'd be your your winger playing right back and your striker playing striker. So I think there is a <laughs> there is a pattern. <laughs> yeah, Antonio's been played all across the shop for West Ham over his career, um. So he's he probably remembers the role fairly well, but. Yeah, I think Bowen's a better option than Antonio, in my opinion, for sure. Yeah, obviously. obviously. I think we figured that a few few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, fair play to Bowen. Good couple of goals from... So I watched him before he became good. I watched him at Hull before he came to West Ham. And I could tell yeah. that he was... I, was, I could tell he was, a, he was a good player. So, fair play to Bowen. 
I'll take a bit of credit for for your double game week scores, everyone. Yeah, Scored him out. Well played there, uh, Tom. I think we should now turn our attentions to the upcoming game. We can just discuss um, the best double options for the game week across all positions. Um, so if you want to start us off with um, any player you like, Tom, to be honest. And don't forget, you can choose a single game week as well. Yeah. So, obviously, we've got, we've got the worst teams. We've got Everton, who are playing Norwich. Norwich, worst team in the league, arguably. Everton, obviously, have a single game week. But if you did hop onto the Everton players, then... Um, I mean, I would, I'd, I'd keep them this week if they're playing Norwich. Um, so, and so someone like Calvert Lewin is fine to have this week. Um, I think Leicester are definitely. I think Leicester are investable. I think they're a bit overhyped because Tottenham have played poorly against Chelsea two times, and everyone seemed to forget that they were really good defensively before the Carabao Cup. So, I can't see Leicester getting much out of the Spurs game. To be honest, if they, I think I don't even know if they'll score. Um, I think with the likes of Dyer coming back in. So again, I think really it's a Burnley or nothing and then a couple of points at Spurs maybe. Um, so I think they are a bit overhyped. What, I think Watford have the best fixtures. I think if you're going to double up on anyone, it'd be King and King and Dennis, um, in my opinion. And I mean, I wouldn't go there defensively for them. It's a shame Newcastle don't double because I'd definitely consider bringing in Chris Wood if they did because obviously Wilson's out for eight weeks um, and then obviously you've got Spurs as well who play Arsenal and Leicester and it's not it's not an, they're not easy games um, but someone like Kane always scores against Arsenal um, and I mean I reckon he'll score at Leicester as well so I think I think Kane if Arsenal goes ahead I think the ranked the probably best three options is probably um Ronaldo, Kane, and then probably Dennis, Sash King, the are the best three options for the game, in my opinion. Anything to say about the Chelsea team? Yeah, not really. Um, I wouldn't be bringing any of them in. I mean, City's a tough game, and then Brighton is also a tough game. So if you've got one of them, I'd play them. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring any Chelsea player in at the moment, to be honest. Okay, and. Well, yeah, they they have got a tough, two tough away games this game week, and then they're they're jetting off to the Club World Cup. So I certainly would stay away from them. Um, if you got, I think a lot of people still have defenders, and I think playing the defenders this week could be all right. They could get you a clean sheet, possibly even two, because they have done well in the Carabao Cup, even in the absence of Chilwell and James. So it's not looking too bad for Chelsea defense, but they certainly would be investing. The Did they? Yeah. Which is interesting. So I wonder, yeah. without James and Chilwell, could be something they do in the Prem, you know, I reckon. Because their wing-backs aren't good enough, really. Alonso's not good enough. And the other players right wing-back, like Ziyech or Pulisic or hudson Doy. So, you know, they could play four at the back, possibly. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now, I just wanted to touch on a point you mentioned, Tom. Um about Leicester's fixtures. Now, it got me thinking about forward planning. Now, we've got to remember that this this double game week isn't the, the end of the FPL season. So while we want to make transfers to benefit us this week, we also want to make transfers to benefit us in the medium to long term. Now, if we look at a team like Leicester, mid to long term fixtures are 
I think they're hard to interpret. Burnley Spurs, I think you mentioned well, Tom, that Spurs don't suddenly become crap that they lost 3-0 over two legs to Chelsea defensively. Um, I think there's still a decent chance of a return for someone of the quality of Madison, but Brighton at home is decent. And then you've got an interesting run, Tom. Now, unless you want to get Leicester players in very short term, they've got Liverpool away, West Ham at home, Wolves away and Chelsea away. Now, I really don't know how any one of those games is going to pan out. That's a really tough one to call. Wolves away will probably be very low scoring. Um, But that's tough to predict. And I, I feel like they're probably going to be low scoring, maybe apart from the Liverpool game. I don't know. It's really hard to call. I could be completely wrong. Honestly, I'm not sure. Uh, but long term, there's a bit less um, certainty than a team like Everton, who have got uh, better fixtures, in my opinion. You know, they've got Newcastle, they've got Watford, they've got obviously Norwich this week, but might have a double next week. They're also going to have more doubles than Leicester, I think. So you've got to take that into account when making your decisions. Don't just don't just get in a player because they got a good double this week. Look at whether you're going to want them afterwards as well. Yeah, to an extent, but you've also got to take into account that Everton are shit and Leicester are decent when they on their day. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's not really very long term. Uh, Tottenham's a tough game. Did you say it was Brian after that? We we've literally yeah. just said that Brian was a tough game for Chelsea, so it's it's a tough, even tough game for Leicester. And then yeah, they they've got a very tough game. So yeah, it it depends how you want how you want to play. They're not. Leicester aren't um, essential this game week, don't think. No, you can definitely hold them through that run. I just I cannot predict how exactly those games are going to go. No. Oh, goodness, you can't. Otherwise, you'd be winning the prediction league. <laughs> we haven't spoken about Ronaldo much. Probably yeah, so he's going to be captain by a lot of, a lot of FPL managers this, this week, for sure. And he's got two interesting fixtures. Now, he's away at Aston Villa and he's away at Brentford. Now, the Villa game on Saturday evening, there are doubts that he will even start. He he has picked up a slight knock, but he's, he's mentioned he's come out himself and said, look, I'm confident I'm going to play. That doesn't obviously guarantee he's going to play. So there is a risk he doesn't play. Even if he does, Villa away is a tough game. That's a tough game. I think they'll be really up for that, especially after Man United won in the FA Cup under some controversial VAR circumstances. So I think Villa will be really up for that. And then Brentford away, we saw how crap they were away at Southampton, but they're back at home. And they've been good this season at home, Tom. They have been good. They had... Man City just about got through 1-0. Mm. Chelsea just about got through 1-0, but Brentford were the better team, really, in general. They drew Liverpool at home. You know, they're a tough team to beat at home. And I know they've got some absences, but I think they'll still be tough to beat for United. I think it's going to be two tough games. Ina Fernando plays in both. I think he's going to be hard luck to get too many goals. But he is on penalties. And I would I would still expect if he plays both of them to get one goal at least, which is probably you're looking at 10 points or so, which is good. So I think it's decent, but I don't think the fixtures are as amazing as they might initially seem. Yeah, well, there's rumours just come out now that he... He may have picked up a thigh injury. Now, I don't know how, how true these rumours are. Um, and the United in the know says he doesn't know if, if they're true. But Ragnick has his press conference at 1 o'clock today. It's recording at 10 o'clock on the Friday of the deadline um, today, the 14th. So in a couple of hours, he'll have his 
press conference. So yeah, I'd just check his press conference before the deadline. Remember, it's obviously half six. Um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, they're, they're, they are tough games. If he doesn't play, yeah, it's a tough one. So do you think he's the best captain option then this week or not? Mm. I or would like say Bruno, pronounce. I definitely would go play. to Bruno because um, we're not sure how United are going to set up. I, th- I think most of their attackers are fit. Cavani, Greenwood, Rashford, Sancho, Fernandez is going to be rotation there when they're playing on a Saturday, Wednesday. Um, I think they play Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. I might be wrong, but I think they play quite a lot um, coming up. Um, so they're they're going to rotate. I wouldn't I wouldn't back anyone other than Ronaldo if he's going to be fit. If he's not going to be fit, then he's definitely not the best option. I'm looking at Kane. I think he's got good records against Arsenal. Leicester. Now it's up to you whether you think that's important or not. But that Leicester game, no matter what his record is, is still looking quite tempting to me. Leicester have got some defensive problems. Players coming back like Fafana and Evans, they sh- uh, Justin, sorry, should be back fairly soon. But at the moment, their defence is looking weak. I mean, Soyunchi maybe comes back, but they got some notable absentees. I think Spurs, Kane can bag a couple there. He'd certainly be in my top three. Other than that, I'd look at Dennis, who we're not sure how he's going to play because of AFCON. It's important to remember he has been on great form this season, but he's picked up a little knock and... Watford supposedly banned him from going to AFCON. So that might be affecting him mentally and certainly that would transfer onto the pitch. So there's a slight risk involved there like there is with Kane because the Spurs-Arsenal game could be postponed. as yet to be revealed. Um, but other than that, I'd probably look at the single game because maybe someone like a Jota. Um, Brentford aren't as good away from home, even a Bowen, someone like that. But I'd probably, I'd probably go Kane at the moment. Dennis, and then maybe a bow in third place. What do you reckon, Tom? Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, if if Ronaldo was ruled out these two games, would you do Ronaldo to Kane if like the the Northland derby is definitely going to be played? And then Captain Kane. Depends on what style of manager you are, because you probably want to go back to Ronaldo the week after or a couple of weeks after. Um, I'd be willing to make that change, yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah. No, I think it's tough. I think I this is the week to take a punt on the on the captain. Obviously, I think the the options you gave are good, but if you think there's someone else that's better, just take a punt on them this week. To be honest, it's gonna be it's gonna be spread out. I think. Um, Tielemans. No, I wouldn't captain Tielemans. No, because just said that um, Tottenham's a tough game. So I wouldn't cut Tiemann's, but you know I've um is Pope injured because apparently Wayne Hennessy is going to play so that for Burnley so that makes uh, he's not flagged on FPL but he might be oh because if he does play then that makes that Leicester game better and Burnley making people yeah great but yeah no I think I think this is one just to go with your gut captain you want but I'll probably be captain Kane personally Monty. I'll probably be joining you, uh, Tom. He's currently my captain. If we get news, Arsenal's off. He'll he'll get changed to probably maybe someone like a Madison as well. You know, um, but I'm not sure at the moment. But yeah, I think Kane's one of the best options for sure. Yeah. And Kane, Tom, obviously quite pricey. Ronaldo the same. That could come in very important when it comes to the topic of Mo Salah. Now he's expected back. 
on February the 9th for Leicester at home. And after this game, Liverpool play Leicester at home, obviously Burnley away and Norwich at home for a blank. There's some very good fixtures and Salah's going to be probably as low owned as he's been all season. He's been dropping consistently for a couple of weeks. Um, he's not guaranteed to be back for the, I think it's the 10th of Feb actually, because if he gets to the final with Egypt, there's a chance he doesn't play against Leicester. But I think we've got to have a contingency plan in place to get him back in. If if other of if your rivals around you are not going to have him, those three games are quality. You don't get that much better than, than those three opponents. I mean, Watford and Norwich, maybe your exceptions, but if Leicester's defence is the week, there's some quality fixtures for Salah. And any normal time in the season, you'd want to have him. So I, I think you've got to have at least a, a backup plan in your mind to get Salah back in. Uh, unless you want to risk it with someone like Ronaldo, who's also got good fixtures. So I yeah. think that should also, I think you should also have that in the back of your mind when thinking of transfers this week. Yeah, or you just bench him like me, and you don't have to worry about. It. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I, I think you got to think about it. Obviously, um, you need him back, but I don't think that should stop you from making a transfer this week if you think that player is going to explode. And then you can just worry about getting him back in twenty three or twenty four. So you have to make sacrifices, obviously. But if you if you're confident about a player, I'd just do it and wouldn't worry about Salah. I don't know because who knows what's going to happen with COVID or anything like that. So I think yeah. I just if you're going to make if you want to make the transfer, make it. But if it's unnecessary, then yeah, maybe don't. If, if it costs you from being able to get Salah back, but if you think they're going to explode, just do it. In my opinion, and I I think it's interesting you mentioned that because I've seen a lot of talk about people taking hits this season, especially the last five, six, seven, eight game weeks. But they're really gaining ground because of those yeah. hits. Yeah. So don't be afraid to make them. If you've got a good feeling about someone and it's backed up by the stats or the or eye test, get them in. Um, think about the extra minus four later because it could certainly be worth it. Mm-hmm. And one more thing to know as well. Um, obviously, Dalot looks like he hasn't been playing, has he, in the, uh, in the Prem? I know he started in the cup, but do you think he's a sell now? I think he's been benched the last three Premier League games under Ragnick now. Yeah. See, I was looking at United's um, defence. They really don't convince me, but the fixtures are very good, and I think they're gradually going to improve defensively. Uh, but he, I don't know. I don't know who you'd pick. I mean, Shaw's got a suspension this week as well. Dallow looks like his place has been taken away from him by Wambasaka. There's no certainty there there's no certainty with Maguire there's no certainty with Varane because Phil Jones decides to play every now and again now so I, I, w- I would only invest in the hair in that defence and probably time to shift off Dallow yeah probably is or isn't is the time even before the double when he, and they won on Monday and he played it's I don't think he plays it, I mean look it's, it's up to you how you think um, Ragnick is going to set up but I think Wamasaka plays. Yeah, we'll have to see about that. It's annoying. It's annoying one though because he looked he looked like the gem. Yeah, he looked perfect. But it's a shame. Yeah. All right, Tom. Yeah, I think that covers the the main talking points for this coming week. I don't think there's any other main things staring at us in the face. So I do want to move us on to differential. Yeah. 
Um, and it's your turn to start. No, it's your turn to start. Okay. Well, I don't remember going first last week, but all right, Tom. My differential... You didn't go first last week. That's why it's your turn to start. Sorry, I meant I thought I went first last week. Anyway, you, you've got it all written down, so I'll trust in, in your words, Tom. My differential this week, now, as long as you haven't scummed me, because I mentioned him pre-pod and you said, yeah, I should be fine. Um, it's Josh King. He's got the double this week. He's 8.6% owned. I'm really hoping he hasn't been chosen. Otherwise, I'm going to have to think of a backup. He hasn't been chosen, no. But one thing I'd like to say, all right, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, you can use Josh King. I was just checking something. Um, yeah, fine. He's got a good double. You know, yeah. you've, uh, and... you've got a lot of ground to make. 99 points, I'm on. You're on 54. <laughs> it's not going very well for you to be honest you're not very yeah. great with these differentials um, not really. and I'm going for Tielemans now after what we were saying I think yeah. this is his week double game week even though I said that he'll struggle at Spurs if they're going to score less it'll probably be a pen um, and I've got a back in now after what I said so yeah back Tielemans fair enough and I've gone with King because Newcastle and Burnley two great fixtures I know they're away from home and I know Watford set up defensively against Spurs but generally against the lower teams they're more free-flowing King has been taking a slightly wider role Dennis going further forward and further into the middle in recent games but I still think King's on pens he's got decent sats still I'm still going to back him to do fairly well this game and hopefully gets a goal or two but I definitely think I won't be getting zero points Tom would you, yeah, yeah. Would you back King over Dennis or Dennis over King? Like, as in just on a picking a player, and obviously, yeah. King on pen. Who, one, which one would you take? Like, if you're getting your team. Well, you got the slight price difference: five point eight for King, six point one for Dennis. I think if that was bigger and it was more like five to six, I'd consider King more. But it's it's Dennis for me. He's playing in that um, central striker role, which he hasn't been all season. King's stats were generally better at the start of what earlier on in the season when he was playing more uh, centrally. I prefer Dennis, but then at the same time, we don't know how how he's going to be approaching these games psychologically because I, I do think that just a knock and being banned from going to AFCON from your club is can't sit that well. I mean, those two things don't go together very well. Um, I, I think he might be a slightly different player. But based on what we've seen so far this season, I would prefer him. I think he's been brilliant. So I'd go I'd go for Dennis. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's probably the right decision, Dennis. But we'll have to see. It is a tough one, though. It is a very tough one. Yeah. All right. So, Tom, predictions for this week? Yeah. All right. Do you, to, wait, do you want to quick? Have we said what we're doing in our team or not? Because we hinted at it. But... We can do that. Let's do it after the predictions. Right. Okay, so first game, as Tom mentioned earlier, we've got an early deadline. It is tonight. If you're listening to this on a Friday, I hope it hasn't passed 6 30 because the deadline is 6 30. Brian versus Crystal Palace. Most people won't have players in this game. We might with Conor Gallagher, Tom. Still haven't decided whether we're benching him or not, but what are your thoughts for this game? Interesting one. The derby, somehow. Uh, 
I know. We'll have him 1 1 on this. I don't really know what to think. But yeah, 1 1. Be a tight yeah. game, for sure. I think, yeah, both teams to score a 2 1 for me to Brighton. Brighton, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. And then the big clash. I'm going to be cheering on Chelsea in this one. Uh, although I don't think they're going to win it, to be honest. I think City are winning this two goals to nil. But I'm going to be cheering on Chelsea being a Liverpool fan. Hopefully that gap can tighten up a little bit. But I think City are going to be good in this game. I really think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be very well prepared. They've had a, a week off. Unlike Chelsea and Chelsea have had to play all the players they're going to be playing against City. You know, they played the first team against Spurs. So I think City are going to win this one and they're going to play really well as well. 2-0. Yeah, 2-1 two, two, City. I can't see them not winning. Uh, we didn't touch on Foden earlier, Tom. People still got him. We've still got him in our own team. Mm. Uh, what is your thoughts on him? He's yellow flagged. Apparently, lack of match fitness. He's come back from an injury. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably wait for the press conference again. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not really sure what to think, to be honest. He's got good fixtures, so it's a tough one, really. Um, but I could see him being benched, which would be very frustrating. Certainly could be on the cards, but Chelsea, Southampton, Brentford, Norwich is a good run. And if he's going to be playing in three of those games, then you could be making big points. So he's a hold, in my opinion. And Bernardo Silva, Tom, a lot of people used to have him. People starting to offload with those fixtures. Is he worth holding on to? Mm, Probably offload him this week. If there's someone like Madison, probably. To be honest, he's dropped off a lot lately. I can understand that. I can understand that. Would you prefer Bernardo Silva or Lucas Moura this week? Well, for the next, for moving forward, sorry. Mm. Um, probably, probably Bernardo Silva. I don't. Moura is Moura is a good player, but I really like Moura. But for FPL wise, he's not as good as. He's not that good. He won't. He's not that selfish. He's very unselfish. He'll win you free kicks and he'll run with the ball and stuff. But I don't think he'll haul. To be honest, I think he's a nice little pick. But I'd probably just stick with Bernardo Silva. If he had more, I wouldn't sell him for Bernardo Silva. But I don't know if I'd sell Bernardo Silva for him. To be honest. All right. Good stuff. Next game: Burnley versus Leicester. This will be interesting. <laughs> mm. Uh, 2-1 Leicester it's a tight game win, in my opinion tight game I'm going with 3-1 Madison's bagging probably okay you'd hope so <laughs> you'd hope so Newcastle especially if I captain him as well this game will be very important anyway Newcastle versus Watford Joel Inson Anchoring that Newcastle midfield, what do you reckon, Tom? Well, Chris Wood's fit to start, apparently. He's going to start. Like, it's all done. Like, it's fine for him to start. I'm going 1 1. I I'm definitely good. think Newcastle are scoring in this one. Mm. I'm going with 1 1 as well. I think that's a good prediction. <laughs> all right. 
course. Yeah. All right, Norwich versus Everton. You can go first this time. I'm going to back Everton to win this one. Norwich have been pretty hopeless. They, they looked like there was hope at one point, and then there wasn't uh, with Dean Smith. So Everton win. They'll scrape a win probably 1-0. Yeah, I'm going 1-1. One, one. I think I think Norwich at home. I reckon they can uh they can get a, a point here. I hope they do as well. I think it'll be a tight it'll be a tight game, you know. The three cup games are very key for relegation. All the relegation yes. stuff. Yes, they are. Tom, I wanna to mention to you as you've been going on about Chris Wood a lot, Newcastle have actually got some good fixtures. I'll just read out quickly. Watford, home, Leeds away, Everton at home, Villa away. And their doubles, if they have them, will be Everton away and Southampton away. And that's actually quite good. And if Chris Wood comes straight back into that team, Wilson won't be back until about 28-29. Is there any <laughs> any chance of a punt on a Newcastle attacker Wood or Ma- Maxima maybe? I would have I would, I would got him. If, if if they doubled this week, I would have had Chris Wood in my team. If they were doubling this week, but they're not. So I think, I think um, my mind's gone. I think yeah, no, I think the priority this week is to get doubles in. Um, but yeah, if Newcastle were doubling, I would have. Them. Yeah, I think there's a there's a risk involved with the player going to new club, but I think Wood will fit into that system quite well. To be honest, I think he will. Um, it's a maximum creating. I can certainly see him doing doing actually quite well with Newcastle. You know him and some maximum up top. I think they'll form a good partnership. So good point. And well, yeah, you got yeah. um Trippier whipping in the balls from as well. Trippier's delivery is in, insane. So you'll see some good, good goal headed goals from Wood. I think. Yeah, we'll see. Next game: Wolves versus Southampton. One 0 Wolves. 2-0 Wolves. Shit away from home. Mm. And Wolves are good. The Jose Sar will give another clean sheet again. Also, looking at the Saints, I think, well, looking at Wolves, they've only conceded two goals or more in, I think, two games this season. Very, very good defensively. And I think they've yeah. kept, in terms of goals conceded over the course of the season, only City are better than them. So, you know, looking good for them. Uh, I just want to mention with the Southampton team, I saw a couple of players going off with injuries in the game, but they look to have most of their team back. I think Redmond had an injury, but he's not flagged anymore. Looks like most of their team's going to be there. Uh, so they should be a bit stronger because of that. But yeah, they get a few injuries in midweek. All right. Villa That's... versus United. 1-0 Villa. Up the Villa. Love that, love that. Absolutely, they're gonna they're should, gonna get there. Beat in the cup. Yeah. They're all over them. No, I hope they thrash United like three 0 I'm gonna go two one. To Villa, sorry. Yeah. I really, I really think Villa are gonna do well in this game. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. All right, 100%. Liverpool versus Brentford. 2-0 Liverpool. Yeah. Not much to say. It's going to be low scoring this one as well because 
Firmino, Jota and Minamino, I guess they're going to start as a front three again. They're not really perfectly adapted to those um, positions on the pitch. I mean, Minamino is more of a winger, but also a centre-forward. Firmino's got to play centrally. And Jota hasn't really been playing out wide that much at all in the last couple of seasons. So they're not going to be the most fluid. They haven't played together much at all either. I think Liverpool are going to struggle to get too many goals in this game. I think they're going to max out at probably two. I cannot see them getting more than three for sure. Score. If Salah and Manny were in there, they'd get. I'm probably going to go with two goals, two one. Two one. Yeah. I reckon James Milner will score a pen as well. Maybe, yeah. yeah. What? Is it if we play? Um, just quickly, Chelsea apparently have just had another positive COVID case. Um, same so, City and Brighton. Brighton. Right. And I, it sounds like it's a first team player. So I, I mean, I don't know that anyone really has Chelsea assets anymore. But yeah, I don't know if it put the game at threat. It shouldn't. One case, but you never know nowadays. So just be warned. Yeah. Just keep your eye out on the news, on like the on the football news. The only positive I can see is that they're playing at 12.30 on yeah. Saturday morning, which means that chances are Has to be the game would have to get postponed tonight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless they did it really early tomorrow, but I think you should Nine be right there. Yeah, like they're not going to get that many in the morning, sure. Well, I say not, who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> All right, West Ham versus Leeds. Two, one, West Ham. Yeah. I think uh, one nil, one nil to the Hammers. Low scoring game. Oh well, fair enough. Yeah. I have um, a question if, for you quickly. Yeah, How did Kufal get twelve points last game week? I didn't really look at the score. Did he? I thought he was. I thought he didn't start the first game, or did he? They did say so him and Ben Johnson played against Palace. Johnson was out of left back, oh, and then Johnson yeah. got dropped. I think he had a slight knock. Cresswell went to left back, Kufa right back, and Kufa got the assist for Bowen's first goal. Oh, of course. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Tottenham versus Arsenal if it goes ahead. 2 1 Spurs. I think it looks likely that it will go ahead by the sounds of it. Oh, is it? Oh, get him. Yeah. Well, is that why? Why is that? Like, what's the... Some some Arsenal fans said that Arsenal have enough players like they've had under twenty one players that have played in the first team squad like this season. So realistically, that there's no way it can be called off. They've got enough players to play. So they like because of the rules, so they should be fine to play. Right. Okay. Let's hope. Right. What's your yeah, prediction? Bloody well hope so. I think Spurs are winning this wherever, to be honest. Yep. 2 0. 2 0 to the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Like that. And moving on to the doubles, we've got Burnley, Watford, and Brighton Chelsea on the Tuesday night. What well, your predictions? All on BT Sport as well. That's quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Burnley, Watford. Burnley at home. Yeah. 1 1. <laughs> I put one one for Watford. I think if Watford get two points in these games, remember they're they're outside of the relegation zone. So if they don't let their rivals pick up points on them, they'll be relatively content. I think 
it's, <laughs> I think a draw is a good scoreline, to be honest. Um, I've got to back Watford to score at least one goal there. One, 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 one for me as well. I thought Burnley were woeful defensively. And a, and they can't score without corner in front of you. Where's this one one? They'll, they'll get some jammy goal from Jay Rodriguez. Maybe nah, maybe you score a stunner. He likes a stunner every now and again. I'm trying to Watford pick up six points and you have to apologise on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do. I got back man playing hopefully. You need to apologise as well because you still owe five quid for charity as well. Yeah, no, that will be paid at the end of the season. No, we're not waiting to we'll be that'll be paid in the next few weeks. We're getting it done before you forget. Mister, I don't want to give to charity. Man, very disappointing from me. Well, it will be very disappointing if Brighton Chelsea get schooled off. But if it does go, Tom, what are you going for? I mean, I wouldn't be too disappointed if it did get schooled off, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh... oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I... One one for me. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking one one, but I'll go. I'll go two one Chelsea. We did. Right. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure that game's going to pan out. No, quite, no I think Brighton will be good away. and Dunk might be back. Yeah, he's out for the weekend, Dunk. But yeah, he might be back midweek. Yeah, that'd be a big um, addition. I reckon any. T- I reckon Brighton could win it as well. You know, he could be. Yeah, for sure. Either way. All right, moving on to the Wednesday games. I think the first one, the 7.30, Leicester versus Spurs, is this going to make or break my game week? I'll tell you this right now. I, I've i got memories of Spurs hammering Leicester at the King Power yeah. on the final day of the season, a few seasons back. And I can see quite a few for them this this time as well. 3-1. I'm 2-0 Spurs. Yeah, I'm going Gareth Bale got his... Yeah, it was massive haul off the bench. Couple, was yeah. it last season? It was, it was last game of the season. Yeah, four two Spurs. Mm-hmm. All right, and to round off, not the pod, but the prediction game: Brentford versus United. I think we've got about the United winner two nil United. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to win, but one nil. Yeah. I'd like to see Brentford pick up points. 2-1. 2-1, you know. 2-1. Right. All right. What made you change? Because they've won, they've lost 1-0 to Chelsea and City. It's not going to happen again. Well, in word, cons- conspiracy theorist. <laughs> All right. So, let's move on to our team and then we'll do a quick round, round off for the pod. All right. Our team. So we're, we're thinking of, we're thinking of making. Well, we're we're set on making one transfer, um, Son to Madison. We think. I don't know if either our minds have changed after what we've talked about, but we probably will bring in Madison. Um, captain will probably be on Ronaldo, and we're considering possibly selling Calvert-Lewin for Dennis, but we haven't or Daka, but we haven't decided on that yet. Um, we'll probably decide on that later. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, so Madison will be coming in for Son. We, like, I've spoken highly of Madison. I think he's he's a great player on good form as well. We saw him down at St Mary's and he looked class. Um, crowd pleaser. You'll have to see it. 
Um, but yeah, Madison will be coming in. We've got a flag on Foden. So if Foden doesn't play, we've got Sissoko off the bench. Gallagher should be playing. Regulon doesn't play, we've got Diop off the bench. Um, we're considering playing Sissoko. He's got two games. You've always mentioned, Tom, Sissoko one week when we need him is going to come yeah. off the bench for a 10-pointer. But <laughs> it's going to be the week for him to do it. We Mark, might even yeah. start him. But yes, Ronaldo will be out captain at the moment. I'm not convinced by the fixtures, but I think Brentford away is a good chance to get some points. I think if he plays both, he'll get a double-digit haul over the two games. Uh, Madison will be the vice-captain. And we're yet to decide on Dennis. Now, the reason why we would bring in Dennis for Calvert-Lewin, who we brought in recently, is because of Salah. We'd be planning for the future. Now, there's risk involved in that as well, because Salah might not be back for game week 24 for certain... But that would be the plan to go Calvert-Lewin to Dennis, which gives us the money later to go from one of the midfielders up to Salah. Because we think, well, I certainly think he's, he's, he's worth the investment from 24 onwards. So that would be the plan there. But Calvert, it's a tough decision. We've got to find money from somewhere to fund Salah. We've got Calvert-Lewin, we've got Watkins, and we've got Foden, where the money can come from. And we haven't decided where it's coming from yet. But yeah, Madison... Yeah certainly be the change other than that um, yeah Dennis or, or nothing yeah no it's, it's, it's a tough week um, I think you just got to keep your eye on the, the team I hate Friday deadlines so much because um, you, 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 like on Saturday and Sunday you won't get as much news as quotes come out at Friday evening so you miss them um, which is annoying but yeah just just keep your eye on it and if games get called off after the deadline there's not much you can do yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, so if Ronaldo is out for both the games, we would consider a Kane possibly. But our team will be posted on Instagram come this evening after the deadline. Yeah, that's that's how our team's going to line up. We've got the Hair in goal, Regulon, Diaz, Trent, Gallagher, Madison, Foden, Bowen, Watkins, Ronaldo, Captain, and Calvert Lewin with Sosoka, Diop, and Livramento on the bench. Soko yeah. will come on for a haul, hopefully. <laughs> might, we yeah. might not bench Sissoko, actually. We might start him. Possibly, yeah. yeah. We posted right. on our team. Uh, but yes, so to round to round off the episode, I just want to go over everything we've spoken about. Uh, so some replacements, we mentioned Madison, Tielemans, Mora Coutinho was an interesting point that Tom brought up. Um, and the potential of Lucas Digne becoming a, a really good option again. We spoke about overhyping double game mix, uh, plans to get Salah back in. Um, we've spoken about um, Bowen in particular, about how his, his position's been changed and he's been looking really good. And um, rounded off the pod, uh, going through the games, uh, previewing the games for this week. So it's been a good episode, Tom. I've enjoyed it. You forgot we spoke about Chris Wood as well. Don't don't forget the man himself. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, no, no. It's been a good uh, good episode as we're just about to hit an hour. It's been it's been good to be back. Um, I've really just hoped when we pod next week that there's that all the games have gone ahead and we haven't got screwed over. But yeah, no, it, it's been good. Our team's in a good position. Um, we just got to keep pushing through now. Over halfway through the season. All our chips left as well. I think that's something we'll talk about more next week. Our, our plan with our chips, but yeah, we're we're in a good position, and we'll post our team 
but yeah, make sure to to leave your transfers late, not too late, but late, and uh, <laughs> get, get them done. And um, we'll we'll speak to you next next week. Hope everyone has a good game week. Good luck, everyone. See you next week.